Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we welcome you to Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm the host, Mitch Album, alongside my friend and producer, Lisa Goich. And we welcome you to 2024 in this podcast. I know it's unbelievable. Been a few weeks. Yes, it's been a few weeks since we've had a chance to speak with you all. I have been rather busy. Uh, yes, was, you have been. Yeah, I was in Haiti, uh, as I always do for New Year's. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and I always spend New Year's with the kids, with my wife, and and uh, this time we brought little Naughty down as well, and so she got a chance to spend New Year's with her brothers and sisters at the orphanage, and we stayed there for about uh, eight days into January, and then we went home, and my hometown of Detroit was lit up with football. Uh, wow! We yes, had the Detroit Lions played their last game of the year. And then I flew to Houston to see the Michigan Wolverines win the national championship and then came back home and watched the Lions win their first playoff game in 32 years. Now, I know this is in a sports podcast, but um, I can tell you when your city has gone 32 years without anything and finally gets it, it's a big deal. Well, it's beyond If you didn't have a traffic light in your city for 32 years (laughs) and then suddenly they finally got the traffic light to work. That would be a big deal, right? Well, it's not even a sports story as much as it's a people story, you know? Yeah. It's about the people. Yeah. We in Detroit are a long-suffering bunch, particularly with our football team. We've had – there have been years where the stadium groundskeepers were probably better athletes than guys (laughs) on the Lions. But we finally got a good coach and a good general manager and some good talent, and – we're actually winning, which is just unheard of. And so everybody's very excited. And there were men in the stands on Sunday night who were weeping, just weeping. Yes, uh, I saw I mean, those pictures. Yeah. They, they, they posted they the you know. one guy all over the all over the internet today. He's been everywhere. Yeah. I'm sure somebody's gonna interview him, but it was so sweet. The weeper. The grim was, weeper. <laughs> it was really sweet. I, I cried like all game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was a big deal. I was at that game and it was crazy. And so anyhow, it's taken away a lot. And then, of course, I'm still uh, doing a lot of work with the new book, The Little Liar, which uh, I've gotten such great response from people. Um, I want to thank you all. A lot of people who have read their Christmas presents, it seems. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And uh, getting letters and emails and comments and reviews on the Amazon about the little liar that really pleased me because they're very thoughtful reviews and they're very thoughtful notes and letters about what the theme is and and it's it's relevance today with what's going on in the world with regard to truth with regard to anti-semitism and many of the other themes and so um thank you everybody who is 
who has been reading The Little Liar, who has made the nice comments that they have, who has invited me to join their book clubs uh, and come and speak to their book clubs. Um, I, I have an, I have a request from somebody on my end. To do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like uh, there's this, hey, we chose you for our book club, so you should come to us. And I was like, well, yeah, I would like to, but if I did that for every book club, I'd never write another book, I don't think. So I'm no, you starting could just do to a- do now. You could do the business of book clubs for just your books that you've already written. (laughs) That could be your new side gig. (laughs) It's very um, satisfying and humbling and, and, and nice, you know, it's a solitary profession writing and you don't get a chance to meet people very often that you're working for. If you think about that, I guess a lot of remote jobs have become like that now when people are working from home, you don't really see the people who are benefiting from your work. You don't really no. come in contact with people who are you're working with very much. But writing has always been that way. And it's uh, you know, a lonely down in your basement, you and your thoughts profession. And you're, you're unlike a play, for example, yeah. which you get to work out in the small towns, you know, when they take it off Broadway kind of thing. Uh, or, or they, they workshop it, you get to see how people are reacting to it. And, uh, that's good. Uh, Mm -hmm. or unlike a movie where you get to screen it for people before you put it out, uh, a book is basically, you know, it comes out and that's it. (laughs) You know, you can't, all right, I'm going to go back and take out about 30 pages now. No, it doesn't work like that. So, um, to get a chance to meet people and to hear, good things about something that you've written is really very rewarding. So thank you all very much for that. Here we are back now. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about lessons learned from January. Lessons learned from January. So uh, this is twofold. First, I mentioned that I was down at the orphanage with Janine and, and Nadi, and we were able to celebrate New Year's. And we do this every year. It's really a delightful, a delightful thing where um, we get the kids together and we get these sparklers, mm-hmm. and every kid gets a sparkler and gets to put a sparkler in the ground and gets to light the sparkler. Oh, and nice. uh, you make a wish on your sparkler for what you want in the new year. And when the last sparkler goes out, that's when we ring in the new year. Never mind that it's about eight oh five. That's okay. we got a lot of little kids, you know, so <laughs> they can't stay up till midnight. That's uh, and fun. it's already dark out, so you can't tell the difference. And the kids make such beautiful wishes, and really they close their eyes and they really think about their wishes. And I wonder how many of us do that anymore, you know. I think a lot of us at this stage, we close our eyes and we, we ask for help or we ask for avoidance of trouble or, oh, please, God, don't let this bad thing happen or please, God, don't let this you know, medical report be bad or please, God, don't let anybody hit my loved ones in a car as they're driving home or please, God, don't let this plane go down. You know, we're, we're always... A, we're always asking to avert disaster, right? Yeah. But we we don't wish like when we were children. Remember when you were a, a kid? You remember things that you wished for? 
you don't remember when you yeah. actually made wishes, like when they would say, oh, uh, uh, we're going to have the, the wishbone of the chicken, you know, right. <laughs> make a wish and then pull it and, you know, or, or throw a, a penny. Dandelions, in. you know, when yeah, you blow off the things right. in the, the exactly. Exactly. Or throwing pen- cake candles, thro- throwing pennies in the um, uh, yes. uh, uh, fountains at the mall. Yes. You know, make a wish when you throw a penny. And there were all kinds of things when you're a child. I always have to think you. about mine. Yeah. I, I, I think they were easier when you were a kid, right? Like they were more innocent and maybe that's yeah. why. Well, right I think now you mostly seems- wished for stuff. You uh, know, you, you yeah. wish for, or a dog. I remember <laughs> that went, that, that, that monopolized my wishes for about three years. Oh, that's for hilarious. A dog. Please, like, please, can we have a dog? Please, God, send us a dog. And finally, <laughs> my parents got us a dog. But I uh, must have had a lot of wishes for dogs. <laughs> yeah, I you, have a house full. <laughs> yeah, you won. Uh, but but that innocence of wishing seems to leave us when we're adults, and I think that's a shame because we really should. In addition to asking for the to avoid pain, we really should allow ourselves to close our eyes and wish for something great to happen. Mm. Like I, I, I told the kids when they were uh, going to do this before we gave out the sparklers. Mm-hmm. I said to them, "Now remember, you're going to get to make a wish." Dream big. Mm, mm-hmm. Don't dream small. Dream big. Yeah. Why not? Dream big. Because you want dreams to be big. That's why they're dreams. Yeah. So dream yeah. big and, and wish for something, you know, great. And I think that there's something almost optimistic and hopeful about making a wish. You don't know if it's ever going to come true, but it's like putting it out into the universe that I would like to be able to go to Europe for the first time. You know, mm-hmm. I wish that I could go to your, I wish that, you know, I, I, I could volunteer at an orphanage. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I wish that, uh, yeah, I can, what would you wish for? Oh my gosh. If you could well, have one wish. Well, this is, this is what kind of leads into my second point about January. And I'm going to answer your Answer your question uh, with this second unless it's part. Secret, yeah. Unless it's secret. No, sec- no, no, no. Just I'm, I'm sort of creating the yeah. show here. I'm going <laughs> to answer it by. Well, I, I'm saying that because I was going to ask you if the kids, if you let them, do they say their wishes out loud? Because you no. know how sometimes you're not supposed to ever say it out loud. Because if you say it out loud, then it won't come true. So right. that's what I was saying. Like you don't have to say it to me if you feel superstitious that it won't come true. Right. So right, don't even right. worry about it. No, I don't want to uh, ruin your juju. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> it's not that. It's But let me tell you the second thing about January. So I was reading this New York Times piece that caught my eye about January. And it was, it was um, I think the title of it was uh, January Secret. It's the best month. Once you see why, you may never want it to end. Ah, and I thought, all right, well, I'll read okay. this. I can't January. No one ever says January is their favorite month unless they unless you're in the health club business or the dieting business. <laughs> right. Because exactly. That's that's your Christmas. You know, nobody nobody gets a health club membership for Christmas. Everyone gets one right after New Year's. No yeah, one joins their... Weight Watchers for Christmas. Everyone joins after New Year's. They they say that the 
health clubs do 70, 80% of their business in the first six weeks of the year, because that's when everybody is optimistic about losing weight and getting in shape. I, yeah. and this year's this year's the year I'm going to get in shape, that kind of thing. So, I already quit Weight Watchers, by the way, and it's only January 15th. <laughs> but did you start on January 1st? Uh, I started just before with with big ideas that I was going to just get into this. And I just was like, you know what? I hate this so much. I don't want to do this. But they won't let me quit until December of 2024 because I bought the stupid year package. So um, I can't get any refunds. So I guess I have to keep it. Well, what does that mean? They don't let you quit. They don't come to your house, do they? No, but they won't. You sign up for like if you get the twelve ninety nine a month. Um, right. you get that special rate because you're buying it for the full year. So that's, okay. that's the deal. So anyway, I see whatever, but All they right. made my money. <laughs> so you're going to, you're going to be getting meals sent to you. No, even if you it's don't want to eat tracking. Them? It's not even meals. Oh, All it is is getting you. the app and track and make sure you're eating the right foods. And, uh, I see. Okay. I don't know. It's too much. Oh, work. Sorry about that, Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back with more Tuesday people right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On Oops! The Podcast, join me, comedian Giulio Gallarotti, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. There are over 90,000 people missing at any time, and over half a million are reported missing every year. And that's just in the United States. I'm Mike Morford. And I'm Jess Betancourt. And in our podcast, Missing Persons, we discuss cases of people who have gone missing under mysterious circumstances. And we're joined in each episode by guests who are either related to the missing person, investigating their disappearance, or advocating for answers in the case. Missing Persons is available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and there are dozens of episodes to binge on right now. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. So anyway, I, I read this piece about, well, what's, what is January? And at first, the writer points out that January doesn't have any real holidays, mm -hmm. uh, you know, other than New Year's Day, but uh, that's about it. Uh, the Super Bowl even got moved out of January to February. Uh, Hollywood puts out lousy movies in January. It's usually the, they're the ones that don't have any chance of, winning awards or anything like that. It's cold. It means a restart of a daily grind, you know, uh, that kind of thing. Um, so what was the positive about January? Well, 
it was that there were no expectations that December, November, some summer months come with all these expectations. And when you think about the holiday season, which we've mm. talked about on this program, yeah, that's the opposite of this. Oh my God, I'm so stressed. I've got all these holidays coming up. Yeah. I've got to buy the presents. I've got to host the, the meal. I've got all these relatives I have to cooking, uh, cook cooking, for, cooking. And I haven't sent out the cards yet. And we're booking our plane and we're booking our trip. And these people are coming in and we've got to get them at the airport. And it just feels overwhelming, right? Yeah. January is the opposite of that. Nobody's coming to visit you in January. There are no presents you have to buy in January. There are no holidays that you have to prepare for, no no flights that you have to get ready or relatives coming in or whatever that, that is built into the month. So January becomes this month of no expectations. And I thought, okay, how often do we allow ourselves to have a period of time where we're not expecting something of ourselves, where we're not putting ourselves up against you know, some kind of measuring chart or event, or deadline, or timer that we have to get something done by, or do something by, whatever, and instead just sort of enjoy the moment. And what this sort hmm. of speaks to is presence, which we've talked about many times here on the program, and of course is what Maury really specialized in. As he said, here to me when he was talking about ALS, the disease that afflicted him and put him in a, a chair for all the time that we were visiting and eventually took his life. And yet he said this. So I call this a horrible, wonderful disease. It's horrible because of what it does to you. It's wonderful in the sense it gives you time to reflect on your life, do good things, be with the people you love and say goodbye. And, you know, make something of this time that prepares you. So, so what Maury's saying there is ALS and his realization that his life was going to end relatively soon gave him a chance to reflect on it. Mm-hmm. So to make something of the time that you have. Now, under Maury's case, of course, it was a scenario that none of us want to face, but we can create the good of that time by ourselves. And that's what's kind of optimistic about January. Like you could have a month where you don't have to prepare for holiday. You don't have to get gifts. You can... You could say to yourself, you know, no one's expecting anything of me now. So can I use this time to just sort of reflect? Can I use mm -hmm. this time to slow down? Can I use this time to just enjoy not having anything expected of me? I think so many people, uh, the pressure that people feel, the depression that many people feel, the angst that many people feel has to do with expectations. It has to do with the people at work expect me to deliver, and I don't know if I can. Uh, my friends or my social circle 
have expectations of me that I feel like I'm forcing myself to deliver. My spouse, you know, has expectations of me that 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 I bristle against. My kids have expectations of me that that you know it's too much. They demand too much, uh, and and you, we constantly feel like we're being pulled and yanked and expected to do so many things when we don't allow ourselves to say, you know what, everybody deserves a break. Turn off the lights, close the door, and sit with yourself for a while without expectations. Without expectations. Yeah, I like that. Can I tell you, that's the beauty of when we shut down for the Christmas holiday. You know, a lot of company, our companies out here, I'll do the whole entertainment industry shuts down, right? So you have this two weeks and it really is of no expectations. And the beauty is it's because everybody else is off. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, it's not like when you are on vacation, you're still going to get a million emails. You're still going to get questions. You're still going to get whatever. It's so nice just to shut down, like mm-hmm. shut her down. I think all of us need to shut down our lives for a little bit each year to just do nothing and clear our heads and our hearts and everything. Right. right. And to not feel the pressure of expectations. It's a yes. little bit like a snow day. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, when is. you were a kid, I love you, know, snow you get a snow day <laughs> yes. and it's like, wait a minute, it's just Tuesday and yeah. nobody expects me to be at school and nobody expects <laughs> me to dress for school and nobody expects me to answer questions and nobody expects me to uh, go to the cafeteria or get to this class or whatever. It's such a freeing, liberating thing, right? Even if it was too cold to even go outside, right? Sometimes you say, well, it's a snow day and we should go out and play in the snow or whatever. And sometimes it was too cold or too blustery, but there was almost a a relief, wasn't there? When you were a kid, almost a sense of relief of like, I, it's all right to just not do anything. And, yes. and and I'm not going to get in trouble for yes. not living up to somebody else's expectations. That's what right. I'm saying. That's right? when everything shuts down. And plus, snow days were like bonus days because they were always a surprise in the morning, right? right. You went right. to bed not knowing the snow day was going to happen. Right. And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, right. no school today. Woo! Right. We right. should give right. ourselves those just like every right. so often. Give right. yourself a snow day. Yeah. <laughs> we... uh. We pulled a trick when we were in college on one of my roommates who had gone to sleep very early on this particular night, and it was the winter time. Mm-hmm. And we all decided to pretend that it was morning because he had, he, he had a really early morning class. Uh, I think he might have had a test or something. So this really wasn't a very nice thing to do, but there's a point. Oh, to no. It. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so we all, we, we went into his room and we changed his clock. Oh, no. To be like 6.30 or 7 in the morning. Ah, oh, Mitch. <laughs> uh, and, and then we all changed our watches. And then we all got dressed as if we were, even though it was the evening and we were done with class, we all got dressed as if we were going to class <laughs> and we had our books. And then we kind of said, okay, one, two, three. And we burst into his room and we said, hey, hey, get up. What do you, what do you sleep? Don't you have a test today? And he goes, what time is it? What time is it? And it was like, you know, whatever we said it for. Let's say we said, it's 730, aren't you? Oh my God, it's 730. I got to, you know, and he, he popped up and he, he, you know, raised, he threw on his clothes and he's racing out. He said, come on, come on, let's go. And, and finally, when we went outside, 
you know, we said, uh, we're just kidding. It's because it was dark. <laughs> it was dark right. then. It was dark. You know, it was dark back then. Yeah. And um, he, he got funny. really angry. But then, <laughs> but then he was awake and th- you could see he went from being really angry at the joke to like, oh man, you know, like I got all this time now. Yeah, tonight. now I have like, extra time. I yeah, I have, I have this <laughs> evening that I thought I lost. And I, it's as if you, you were granted the gift to go back in time. Yeah. You know, uh, and, but just for a day, you know, one day ago, and oh, I have this whole day now. Or if, if, uh, or daylight savings, if you've ever woken up on daylight savings day and you forgot to set your clock yes, the wrong way, yes. and it was actually the one where it, 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 uh, it springs ahead. And so, you know, the springtime. And so you actually have an extra hour that mm-hmm. you didn't realize you had. And it's like the gift, isn't it? You have yep. this hour. It's like, oh, I thought it was, I thought it was seven o'clock, but it's not. It's, it's, it's six o'clock, and I, I don't have to be at work for two hours now. And I have this two hours. I'm just going to wander around the house and listen to some music, and, and uh, you know, make a nice breakfast. And, and you realize like every day should be like that, yes. but we don't allow ourselves to, right? Well, we don't we even the- think it to do it. Right. Like, right. but if you do that all the time, like I said, if you just give yourself a snow day every so often. Um, you know, even if it's in August, um, you just take yourself and say, I'm doing nothing. But everybody else has to be on board, too, because once other people start bothering you, then it really digs right. into your right, into right, your right. bonus day. <laughs> well, that's why January is hailed as this sort of, you know, good month, because everybody is sort of in that mode. You know, no one is expecting you to do anything socially because you're all exhausted from Christmas. No one is expecting you to buy them anything because you bought everything at Christmas. You know, no one is expecting you to do something by the end of the year, you know, get your taxes uh, or your charitable giving or anything done because you've got a deadline. There's no deadlines in January and everything's everything's open to you. So uh, that's the beauty of it. And, you know, Maury saw this in his own unique situation um, when he was told that he didn't have endless time and this made him more appreciative as he said here things look greener and they're more vibrant in the sense that I don't see them that much I don't take them so much for granted as I did before and so Indeed, things did change under a life sentence, so to speak, a short life sentence. There he was talking about appreciating nature. Things look greener. That's a great little sentence. Things look greener. Don't they look greener when you have more time? Don't they look greener when you don't have expectations? Don't they look greener when you get that extra hour or that extra night or that extra day or uh, that you weren't counting on? So give yourself the month of January to see what life is like with low or no expectations from the outside. It doesn't mean you're going to do this forever because a life of no expectations is a life that does nothing. You know, yeah. you, you know, you, nobody needs you. Nobody, you don't interact. It's not really a life with people. When there are people, there are expectations. When you have a child, a child expects to be fed. You know, if you have a job, the job expects you to be there. If you, these are these are can be wonderful things in life, but everybody deserves a stretch of time where it's their January, 
And so use January perhaps as a month of lower, no expectations and see how liberated you feel. See how free you feel. Yeah. See, uh, see what you can discover. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting thing. So to answer your question about what I wish for, calm. Ah, that's Just a good calm. gift for you. That's yeah. a perfect gift. Calm. If I could give you that, I would give you that. Calm, not <laughs> to worry about health, not to worry about things going wrong, not to worry about am I late on a project or behind on a book or how's a project doing or what's this meeting going to be like or anything like that. Just calm. And like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. So I like that, that begins with a no expectations diet, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> it'd be nice to try to give myself one of those for a couple of weeks. That would be good. Try it for the year. I think you'd, <laughs> I will never make it for a year, but uh, January's still got a few weeks left in it. So let's yeah. do it for the rest of January. Okay, January. Got so it. So we hope you enjoyed our, our little chat together here. We do this pretty much every week. Not every week because there are extenuating circumstances as happened over the last few, but pretty much every week. And yeah. you can find out more about our show at wetuesdaypeople.com on the web. And... You can check in on chats and previous discussion groups and previous topics that we have covered. Until we get a chance to chat with you again, I want to thank Lisa Goich for putting the show together and producing it as she always does. I'm Mitch Album, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday people.